Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Contender of the Faith Broadcast. I am your host, Robert Jones, and we thank the Lord for you tuning in to us at this time, just July 1st, 2017. Happy July. And over at the Contender of the Faith Broadcast, the people that called in before, that actually tuned in before, they know that we deal with unbiblical sayings. We are, uh, we are an opposer, uh, a opposer. Of erroneous doctrine and and sayings that that's that's not biblical that we know that will eventually take you out of the faith that will remove your belief system if you continually to be under that type of teaching um, really doesn't matter how long you've been a believer if you're around something long enough that's not right you tend to believe it you tend to believe it and then the next thing you know you 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 kind of looking at God sideways. Maybe not the not you know means to change it. Maybe not the strong, super strong, super holy, super religious believers, but the ones who live a normal life. You can be changed. The Bible tells us to come out of, from among them and be separate. So you know sometimes we think that's sometimes we bring that to be into other uh, church denominations. Sometimes we we kind of make that to be where we need it to be. But simply whether the end. Um, another organization or not but if the person or organization or whatever it is that is going against the Bible consistently constantly then you want to definitely remove yourself no one um, has this book down 100% no one reads this book with with actual uh, 100% clarity because the Bible said there's no profit interpretation of the scripture so where you may be in depth and a certain book of the Bible. Someone else um, may not know as much as you know. Someone may not know all the uh, memory verses of the Bible to recall all scriptures, and and um, that's this that's just normal, you know. Uh, so we're not going to get caught up in the the the, the letter of the um, of this of this subject matter conversation. But we thank the Lord for you. That's most important. We thank the Lord for you. And you, and what the Lord is doing in your life, and in your life. <laughs> Say that twice, because I want you to know that we care about you. We're concerned about you. If you need to get in touch with us, you can at nofleshglory at gmail.com, or either you can uh, check us out on the website, www.noflesh.org. And also on Sundays, we have our uh, Sunday Service 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That number to call in 7208201583. We truly thank the Lord for you on today. Lord Jesus, we love you. We appreciate you, Father. We ask you, Lord, right now that you would touch each and every person that's on this 
uh, broadcast and that you will give each and every person what they need on today. We come against the distractive spirit, the distraction. We come against time bombs in the body. We come against sickness and disease. We come against every thing that the enemy will try to attack us with. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, we ask you, Lord, to have your way con consistently, continually have your way on today, Lord Jesus. Move by your spirit. Move by your might on today, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you. We appreciate you, Father, for what you have done and what you will do, Lord Jesus. We know that you are able to bring deliverance and that you're able to bring healing, that you're able to keep us in the center of your will, Lord Jesus. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to open up doors, Lord Jesus. We ask you, Lord, we will, that we will be obedient to your word, Lord Jesus. To your word, Lord Jesus. We speak obedience in the name of Jesus. We speak obedience in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, that you continue to bless us. And that you would enlarge our territory. Right now in the name of Jesus. We bind and rebuke the devil. The spirit of depression and oppression. We ask the Lord Jesus. We, to do something new. Something spectacular Lord Jesus. To bless each and every caller. Each and every person that's on this broadcast Lord Jesus. Bless them right now in the name of Jesus. Remove schism remove worry remove depression remove sickness disease worrying about the extra things the things you can't change we come against those things right now and lord we know that you're able to do it all right now and we pray in jesus name amen amen i ask you that you continue to pray for us Amen. Because when you're doing this type of thing, the broadcast, you, for me, I'm not going to say maybe for you, not for you, but for me, you have random thoughts while you're praying. Amen. And you got distraction going around you because the enemy really, honestly, don't want you to succeed and, and to progress and to go where God has called you to go. But guess what? We're moving on anyhow. We thank the Lord on today, once again for you, and thank the Lord for the opportunity. It's always a blessing to be speaking, to speak in front of uh, two, I should say, two people who um, love the Lord. Speaking to people who may be looking to love the Lord. I thank the Lord for you on today. Amen. I'm just taking my time and man one thing I learned doing a broadcast is you want to get the recording right you want to get everything a certain way but I thank the Lord that I'm just taking my time and if it doesn't if it don't come out the same and and it, and, uh, it don't do what it's supposed to do using my uh, regular vernacular if it, if it doesn't come out the way it's supposed to do, we're going to keep trying till we get it right. But I thank the Lord for you. That's the most important part of this. Amen. And I, I, I desire to be all God called me to be. And what I know is that as a believer and even a person seeking more of God or maybe seeking God, 
people desire to have change in their life. They desire to uh, do things differently. People don't want to be in the same situation that they have been in. They're looking for change. Amen. They're looking for change. And on today, we're going to speak on that. We're going to talk about that. And if you need a topic, and you should already know it from the the, um, the link. But it's called, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Moving on requires an action. It means changing a place, a position. Moving on requires an action. It's an action word. You have to move on. To, to move on, you move from a place or position. The children of Israel had an issue with this. They had been in Egypt for 430 years. 400 of those years, they were in bondage to the Egyptians. And they became comfortable in the promiseless land. They became comfortable in a promiseless place. They totally disregarded what God had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How many times have you gotten comfortable into, uh, in that place that you know that was temporary? How many times have that happened? You've gotten comfortable in a place that you know that was temporary. The perfect example I can think of is it's like you stand at a hotel and while you're there you're wanting to put paint up, buy new furniture, talking about putting down some new carpet and that's what it looks like in the spirit realm when you are in a temporary place and you're trying to make it permanent. This is speaking to someone. This is speaking to someone on today. Now while I understand that they were there for 430 years. The promises of God. To what he said. To do what he said at least. It was work looking for every day. Somewhere down the line they got distracted. I mean. If you were in bondage for. One. <laughs> one year. You know, one year you you're 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 upset. You some people may lose focus. So imagine four hundred years, four hundred and thirty years in that land, four hundred years in bondage, because they spent time before, of course, when uh, Joseph came in and they they was in a, in a better place. Let's go to Genesis fifty and twenty four. Amen. Genesis fifty. 50 and 24. Genesis, Genesis 50 and 24. And it reads. And Joseph said unto his brethren. I die. And God will surely visit you. And bring you out of this land. Into the land which he swore to Abraham. To Isaac. And to Jacob. Here we read that Joseph was telling his brothers that God will bring them out of Egypt. 
He believed God so much that in verse 25, if we read that, it goes on verse 25, Genesis 15 and 25, it says, And Joseph took a note of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry my bones from hence. He was so sure that God's promises were, were, were good. They were something you could bank on. He told him to bring his bones out of the land. Now, that's, that's powerful. He was not there anymore. He was gone. Of course, if his bones there, you know he's gone. He's not. He's not. He's not conscious. And a person who didn't believe God wouldn't have said that. What Joseph said. It's like saying in this year we in now, 2017. You tell somebody in 2317. Bring my bones to the place, to a certain place, or, or do dust and so when I'm off the scene. When you get there, Amen. That that that's a promise. That that's he his promises. God's promises were sure to Joseph. That's a person who believes God. We dealing with moving on. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. It's time to move from that place. That has kept us captive. But Joseph believed. He believed. Let's go to Exodus. Exodus 2 verses 23. Through the 25th verse. Exodus 20. Exodus, Exodus 2. Verses 23 to the 25th verse. You know people of God. You know. It's amazing. The, the 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 evil and wickedness that we sometimes have around us. You really don't know how um, the enemy is after you or, or what all your calling is until you start to walk in it. And when you start to do what God is calling you to do, then you start to see that Hey, I really do have an enemy. I really do have someone that hate me, that can't stand my guts, that want nothing but destruction on me. And you know the modern church, you know the modern a lot of times the modern church don't want to deal with that because if you talk too much about enemy, you're strengthening him. But nowhere else. First of all, we're dealing with spiritual warfare. We're dealing with war. Nowhere else where there's a war where they where the people don't take time to learn the enemy. But the church, the church don't really spend time wanting to know the enemy, want to learn of the wickedness of him. You're not um, lifting up Satan and lifting up what the evil he do, he do or does, or if you're telling or saying what he's up to. That's wisdom. That's being wise. Exodus, Exodus two, twenty third to the twenty fifth verse, and it says, and it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed. By the reason of the bondage. And they cried. And their cry came up unto God. By reason of the bondage. And God heard their groanings. And God remembered his covenant. With Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel. And God had respect unto them. God had respect. Here we have God heard their groanings. And he, he responded. God always has a response. To our affliction. He always has a response to your afflictions. Some people will say that he's not answering because sometimes, yes, maybe. No, according to the Bible, he has a response 
especially according to this this book here, Exodus, he has a response to the afflictions of his people. The 24th verse says, God remembered his covenant. The word covenant means an agreement, a promise. What has God promised you? What has he told you he would do for your family or you? You read on and it says, it was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. At this time, all of these men are dead. But yet, the promise was still there. God is faithful after the people he promised something to is gone. Now, how many times you've run across people who told something to someone in your family or told something to someone else? And because the person wasn't around, they forfeited the promise. God is not a forfeiter of what he said he's going to do. Wouldn't a crooked, unfair, mean, evil God disregard his promise? I have to put that in there because we live in a time there's a new, there's a new generation of people around that really believe God is crooked. He's up to no good. He's unfair. He's mean. He's evil. Well, if God was all of those things, wouldn't he would not have kept his promise? If God was like the world say he is, and unfortunately some of us, sometimes people go through things and they, and they, you know, they feel some kind of way, uh, feel a certain way, and they kind of keep it to themselves. But if he was that way, he would have ignored, he would have ignored all of this and pretended he never said anything. People of God, we see a personality here, a God that cares for us. And is sensitive to our needs. He's sensitive to our needs. He's sensitive to your needs. Verse 25, Exodus 2 and 25, it says, God had respect unto them, which means he noticed them. He noticed them. We're dealing with, it's time to move on. He noticed them. Stop letting the enemy tell you God doesn't see you and care for you. That's a lie. Let's confess this. Let's just say this today. Say, God, I'm sorry for thinking or saying you don't care for me or notice me. From this day forward, I desire to see you different. Now you know you may can't say that. That's not probably where you at. Some people probably can say it, but if you have experienced that or you felt that way, then I believe you'll start to see God differently. Now, while some of the children of Israel may have thought that God wasn't listening to their cries, He was behind the scenes twisting Moses' arm to go. While listening to his inadequate his inadequacies. Now Moses is ready to rescue them with his brother Aaron with God's help. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Let, let, let's go to Exodus Exodus 5 and 20 and 21 to pick up where Moses went to speak with Pharaoh. Let, now you see, 
while they were praying, God was having this conversation with Moses. If you know the story, and Moses was saying what he couldn't do, he couldn't speak, and Moses really didn't want to do it at the time. You know, and he had a lot of excuses. So while they were crying out, see, that's why you have to really be careful, people of God. You have to really be careful while you're debating on following the Lord while you're debating on making decisions the Lord have laid upon your heart or while he's speaking to you about something someone else is suffering while you're getting it together we don't have time to play around if the Lord is telling you to do something go and do it someone is waiting someone needs your assistance Exodus 50 I mean Exodus 5 verses 20 and 21 and it says and they met Moses and Aaron who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. 21st verse. And they said unto him. And to them. The Lord look upon you. And judge. Because you have made our savior. Our savior. To be abhorred or hated in the eyes of Pharaoh. And in his eyes of his servants. To put a sword in the hand. To slay us. You didn't messed up Moses. You didn't messed up. So. He gets upset. You know, Pharaoh gets upset because Moses spoke with him and told him what does say God. And then he put more burdens on the children of Israel because of that. People of God, our job as believers, our job as believers is to continue to believe God for what he said he's going to do. Amen. Believe God. For what he said he's going to do. If he told you. That he's going to do something for you. Then you. Believe it. You don't change. Your believer. As I like to say. Is your believer broken. Don't let your believer become broken. Amen. Quick commercial break. <laughs> Make certain. This is just a commercial break. Make certain. We are doing. What God has asked us to do. I'm going to say this again. Because we said this earlier. I said this earlier. Because while you are contemplating. And debating. Someone desperately needs your assistance. You know many times. What I found out. Discovered. Ran across. Experienced. Is that. There are not going to be many people going to cheer you on. For what you're doing. Because you know why? Because sometimes we're so busy doing, quote unquote, our call. You see, we want to be certain that we're doing what the Lord have called us to do. So, and that's great. But while you're looking and wondering about your call, if and when your call is established, try to see, can you help another brother or sister with their call? Many times we don't do that. Many times we don't do that. Literally, if you had one, if there was a phone, if if there was one phone and there was a bunch of people around you and their phone were out of service or something important happened and they needed to, to, to use or reach out to their family members. And you have the only phone available because you own it, you know, you, you, your phone didn't get messed up or whatever, hypothetically speaking. And then there's other, now you've made your call. You got in touch with your family members. You let them know everything's all right. And they got people around you saying, could I use your phone, please? Uh, either you know they need to get in touch with their family members. Or, 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 or they need uh, whatever. And, you, and, and you're and you not interested in them using your phone. Because 
as long as you're good, then you know that's all that matters. Unfortunately, that that goes on sometimes, you know, out in Christendom, when a person have a call, they're only interested in their call, and they get people that support their call and their vision. And many times, now this not is all. This is not always the case, but many times a lot of people, a lot of ministers will ensure and make sure that the people that uh, they're called to minister to are making that 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 they are making sure that they are abiding in their call. Uh, you know, the preacher's call at least. So. You know, it's, 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 it's important that we be there for each other. It's important that we assist one another when we can. Amen. Verse 22 and 23 of Exodus. 2 and 22 and 23. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, verse, verses uh, 22 and 23 of Exodus... 5 Exodus Exodus 5 verses 22 and 23 The supervisors of the foremen in modern terminologies told Moses and Aaron because of you Pharaoh looks at us evil Pharaoh looks at us evil Look at that. And, and and that man already looked at them as evil. You know, even when Joseph came into into the place and he um, let his family members dwell there because they were sh- uh, cattle uh, herders and stuff, Egyptians didn't deal with them anyway. So they they always looked at, the Egyptians always looked at uh, the children of Israel as, as, as different <laughs> and not like them. So... Pharaoh looks at us evil, that's what they said, and God will judge us, or God will judge you for this. Let's just think about Moses' thinking right here. Moses Moses could have said, you know what, thought in it to himself, you know, I come to help you from being a slave. I know that there were no good. That's why I left. You know, Moses left because he knew they wasn't right. But God's going to get me See, Moses was already pulled from off the side of the mountain. He wasn't interested in going back there. The Lord asked him to go back and he made excuses. Now he get there to help them and they're saying that he's going to be judged. Do that, do that sound familiar? Do that sound familiar to you? You go to help someone who you know God sent you to and they get offended and you become the evil person? Say moving on. <laughs> it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Judging from what we have read so far, the children of Israel don't seem to be ready to leave. They don't seem like they're too ready to leave. Because, I mean, they're crying on one part about, you know, that they're in bondage, but then they they have some uh, uh, some somebody to come to help them out, and, 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 and they're still... Complaining. So many plagues later, blood, frogs, lice, flies, livestock, dying, boils, hail, locals, um, darkness. And finally, the one that Pharaoh let them go was the death of his child. 
they were 10 and all. Then finally, they were released. But look what all had to happen for change had uh, for change to come to the children of Israel. But notice something. Let's go to Exodus 12 and 11. Because now they're, you know, moving on. And it says, And thus shall you eat with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Exodus 12 and 11. So here we see that they needed to be ready. You need to be ready. When God's moving you, you need to be ready. I don't know, you know, this 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 broadcast you can it can go all over the world, but American speaking, for some Americans at least, even maybe in your country, um, if you can remember as a kid when when your parents told you that they were going somewhere, you had to put your clothes on, you had to have your shoes on, you had to you have to wait until they were ready. You if they say they were going somewhere and you were old enough to dress yourself, hey, when they're ready to go, guess what? You need to be what ready. And so the Lord told them to be ready. But my question to you today, are you ready to move on today to a better place, a place where God's provision is? Are you ready? Are your shoes on? Do you have your clothes on? Do you, it, do you have your purse and your hat, your wallet? Don't forget your wallet. <laughs> are you ready to move on? Then I say to you on today, what do you have on spiritually? Spiritually, so what? How are you prepared? Are you ready to move on? You know, many times, you know, we re, you know deal with messages, and you know, people, you know, make everything heaven based, and really, ultimately, is yeah, we want to live our life so we could one day get the the those famous words, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." Enter in. We want to get that, but that's certain. Leaving this earth through death is certain. You're gonna do that. And of course you want to go to heaven. But every message is not based on heaven. Unfortunately we have gotten to a society. Where either. There's messages about living on earth long. Which is nothing wrong with that. But living sin, uh, sinless. And um, you know sinless. And, 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 and doing whatever you think you want to do. And then there's another message. That deals with oh, every time you look around. You're going to heaven. And then there's another message that say you can do whatever you want to do and still go. Well, today we're just dealing with basic things. Just moving on. Exodus 13 and 5. Exodus 13 and 5. Amen. I thank the Lord for you on today. I hope and pray that you're praying for me, praying for us. Because I tell you, part of moving on is doing what God has called you to do. Are you doing what God has called you to do? The things that he's told you. The things that you think nobody else know about. The things that you know you should do and somebody else mentioned and you think, oh, that's a sign. Oh, that's confirmation. How many confirmations you're going to get? You know, when you think about you, rent a, uh, you, you, um, you book a hotel, they give you a confirmation. But after so many confirmations... You're going to think, you're going to be like, you know what, let me call, let me check my credit card to make sure the people ain't charged me more than one time. So, you know, think about that. God keep giving you confirmations and you keep needing these confirmations. How many more are you going to need before you don't, before you do what God is asking you to do? Let's go to Exodus 13 and 5. 
And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hevites and the Jubasites, which he swear unto thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey, thou shalt keep this service in the month. So it gives them detail as to where they're going and his intentions for them. Notice how God lets us know his plans. See, we have to, you know, get past the place where, you know, God don't tell you nothing because he's so, he's just so deep and so God. He is all of that. But he still wants you to know what's going on. He still wants you to know. What's wrong with you knowing what's going on in your life? We read in Exodus, Exodus 13 and 5. He let them know. Let's go to Exodus 13 and uh, go down to the 17 and 18 verse. We're talking about moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go and God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near for God, let's peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. 18 verse, but God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. So, this says that God didn't let them take the shortcut through the Philistine land because he knew that they would get fearful for what they had seen. You know, the Philistine, it was big giants. He knew they were going to get fearful, for, so, so he didn't take them through that. They went the long way. They went the long way. Moses, and then if you go down to the 19th verse, look at the, look at the 19th verse. Exodus 13 and 19, it says, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with them. For he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. So that what Joseph said when he was living was coming to pass when he was gone. But it was just his bones. You see, it was his bones. It didn't, you know, it was the reason I say that because sometimes you know, people will tell you, well, if the Lord promised you something, it don't have to be in this life, maybe the life to come. No, if the Lord promised you something directly, then you shall see. If the Lord told you you're going to live long, then you dying early is not living long. If the Lord said you're going to see your grandkids, your great-great-grandkids, and, 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 and then see them get older, then that's what it is. It's not. It's no other way around. And you, We, as believers, have to stand firm. And when things start to go the opposite way, what God say, then you, then you have to tell the enemy, step back. You have to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no authority. You have no right, Satan, to do anything in my life. Because it goes against what God said. Amen? It goes against what God said. And go and let's read the um go down to the thirteenth well Exodus thirteen verses twenty one and twenty two. It says the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. This twenty second verse of Exodus thirteen. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, from before the people. He didn't take away the protection. The Lord totally protected them. He totally enveloped them in his presence and glory. He gave them protection from all the times they were hurt, and, and he loved them. 400 years 
of bondage. He's loving on them. He's showing them, this is how much I love you. He protected them for when he wasn't, you know, uh, doing what they thought he should have done. That's who God is, people of God. He guides us and protects us and, and protects us when we are ready to move on. But see, they got this when they were ready to move on. Think about if they would have got it when they, uh, you know, were still in the land of 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 of, of Egypt. It, they probably would have, you know, just got more comfortable than they already got. The Lord just comforted them with the cloud. He just comforted them with the cloud. We just read. But I want to I want to show you something right quick. I want to get something for you right quick to show you this. This is what happens sometime. I need to go back. So let me let me do this. So let's go to Exodus 14. Bear with me because I want to get I want to get this. I want to show you Exodus 14 verses 10 through 12. We do a lot of reading here. We try to keep it within the same time all the time that we get that we finish. Um, Exodus 14 verses 10 through 12. It says, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. Now who drew nigh Pharaoh? And behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid, not just afraid, they were sore afraid. And that mean that, that mean they he was so he couldn't move. <laughs> and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. 11 verse says, And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore thou hast dealt this with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? The 12th verse says, Is not this the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? Leave us alone that we may serve the the, the, the worshipers of the sun and the moon and the stars and the idolaters. Leave us alone that we may do wrong. That's pretty much what they're saying. Leave us alone. For it had, be, it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians that we should die in the wilderness. This is, some, this is many people's thought. The Lord had just comforted them with the cloud. Now they're ready to run back into bondage. The place that they were considered inferior. How many times have we done this? Or you know somebody that done it. When the issue that the Lord delivered us from. Shows back up. It shows back up. What do we do? There are certainly some trust issues here. What more can he do? He already took him out. He showed him he was going to deliver him. He put the cloud. He protected them with the fire. And here, Pharaoh is coming and they're getting upset. What more can he do? Let's see. Let's see what God is going to do. Let's see what else he's going to do with this situation. So, before we go on with that. So, we sometimes we hear people almost pridefully. They almost pridefully talk about how good God is to them. And we should speak on those things. But people of God. We should say that. We, we, it's good to say those things. That God is good to them. God is good to you. Nothing's wrong with that. But people of God. When you study the Bible. You also read. 
that God talked about how individuals felt towards him. Hebrews 11 and 5, dealing with the fate of Enoch. Hebrews 11 and 7, Noah. Hebrews 11 and 8, fate that Abraham had. Um, so, we see that the Lord is not only interested in you acknowledging he's good to you, but he also wants people to know how good you are to him. Sometimes that stops people from coming in sometimes. Because, you know, when people hear all, you know, you see you see it everywhere. Oh, God, I know my God. I know my God is good to me. But then you ask those same people, how good are you to God? What are you doing for him? They don't have much to say. That's a one-sided relationship. That's a one-sided relationship. And if you read Exodus, if you want to keep reading on this stuff, because it goes on and on to see how God look out, look, looked after them. But I just want to just read uh, 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 Exodus 15 uh, and 1. I just want to show you something. It, it starts out, it says, Then sang Moses, Moses sang too, and the one who said <laughs> that he didn't want to do this. Then sang Moses and children of Israel this song unto the Lord. And they spoke, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he had triumphed gloriously. The horses and his rider had he thrown into the sea. Wow. Here we see him happy again. They're happy again. It's time to move on. They're happy again. The Lord parted the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army was drowned. And everybody is singing and dancing. Moses' sister Miriam, if you keep reading on, has the tambourine for what we might say a praise break. Everybody's excited because what they ask God for, he's done. We're dealing with moving on. We got to move on. We got to move on in our thinking. We got to move on how we see God. We have to move on how we see people. I have a question. Is God not providing? Are the people not happy? They're happy. They're singing. He's doing his part. He's doing his part. But why is it God have to always do extra and extra and extra? Exodus 15 and 22 says, Moses brought them out of the Red Sea. The 23rd verse said, and when they came out to Merah, they couldn't drink. And, and they had to get the bitter water, and he had to fix that. And, and the 24th verse, Exodus 15 24, says, and the people murmured against Moses, saying, what should we drink? Once again, here it goes again. How can you move on if you're always murmuring and complaining? Murmuring and complaining is not the same thing about talking about what the devil is doing and how to defeat it. And what you need to do to defeat him. Amen. That's not the same thing. So so my question is again. Are they ready to move on? Are, are they really ready? Are they r r really ready to move on? Many times when a person is forced into moving on. This is important. They rebel. They rebel along the way. When somebody forcing you to do something you don't want to do. They rebel. I know too all too well with my kids. If. If I'm asking them to do something they don't want to do, they they take their time doing it or they don't what? Do it right. So they rebel along the way. Problem is where they were, where they were, it was not going like they thought it should have go should have gone. You see? We got to ask ourselves this question also. Are we truly ready to move on? Because see, sometimes we say that. 
sometimes we say that. Sometimes we ask. Sometimes we mention that. And we say, I'm ready. I'm ready. If I if things change for me, I can't wait to get a new job. I can't wait to, to for this to happen for, for this to change in my life. I can't wait to get married. I can't wait for this or that. I can't wait for my healing. I, but are you re are you really ready for change? Are you really ready for moving on? Moving on deals with sacrifice. Moving on deals with sacrifice. We, I, I, those who know me know I'm from originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, and we had to deal with the storm Katrina, and we moved on in the midst of when everything seemed to be all right. I had a good job. My wife had a good job. She was just graduating from college, and I was looking into going at the time, and and everything was comfortable, but the storm came. I'm not going to say the Lord sent the storm. We got to stop doing those things. We got to stop taking things that happened and say the Lord did those things. I'm just saying that in the midst of what was going on, we moved on. And we came to a place that had nothing for us. We had to start over from scratch. We only came here with a sofa and I think a deep freezer. And that's about it in a couple of clothes. We didn't lose a lot of things, but because of the power outage and stuff started to stink and it was it wasn't it couldn't do anything, so we threw it all away. We had to move from out of our comfort zone. Are you ready to move out of your comfort zone? Are you ready to move on? Are you ready to do what God has called you to do? Or are you gonna continue to make excuses? I pray today that you move on. Lord Jesus, we ask you to touch each and every person on today. Touch them where they are. We come against the spirit of procrastination. We come against the spirit that would attack their minds to make them believe that you have not called them to move on. Uh, to make them believe that you're going to have to keep speaking and speaking. To make them believe uh, uh, to put a sign out or to fleece you or whatever people use. We come against all of those those religious things in the name of Jesus that people use to, to see if God is talking. Lord Jesus, just speak and say what it is you want us to do. We come against every distraction, every mind-binding spirit. We come against the spirit of confusion, spirit of oppression. We come against everything that the enemy tries to bring our way. We, we want to use the word, Lord Jesus, as a spiritual MRI to scan our bodies, to see what's not supposed to be, whether it's spiritual or physical, and that it will self-heal. We will be delivered and set free in our minds, Lord. That we will move on from the place of a bad mind, a bad thinking. Move on from people that you have told us already to move on from. To move to people that you've called us to move to and move with and to strengthen and help along the way. We come against every demon of discouragement. We ask your Lord for the spirit of encouragement. We ask your Lord Jesus that we won't wait too late to move on that we will move on today June I mean July 1st July 1st we moving on we thank you for it right now Lord in Jesus name amen don't forget if you want to call in tomorrow you can at 720-820-1583 a.m. Eastern Standard Time I'm your host Robert Jones and you've listened to the contender of the faith podcast. Be blessed.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.